1: Some of you won't know what that is. I'll explain it in just a moment, but I want to welcome you. so good to have you in church. It really is. It's a beautiful thing to be in church. Father, I pray right now that we would encounter you this morning, that we'd leave knowing that your presence is with us and for us. And all we do, I pray that we would, more than anything, recommit ourselves to the task you've given us, and that is to reach as many people for Jesus as we possibly can whilst we're alive. And we ask today you'd increase the anointing and the sense of urgency and the burden for our mission in Jesus' name. We don't do it alone. We know your Holy Spirit. You promised your Holy Spirit would be with us and on us and work through us. For that we're grateful. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Beautiful, you may take a seat. Come on, why don't we get the band a great big hand. Uh, awesome. Beautiful. So in your seat, you'll find a brochure um, telling you more about Vision Builders and the projects we support. You'll also find a giving card. Um, we call it a commitment card or a pledge card. Uh, vision Builders is our vision fund. It's, it's what we, uh, we, we seek your engagement with it in order for us to build what we believe is the vision God has shown us for not just the next few years, but some immediate projects for this year we want to invest in, and it's primarily focused on investing in buildings for our locations. Uh, at the moment, this is our first and only building, uh, but it won't be too long before we'll be able to buy something in our mirror, for example, and, uh, and it's also focused on mission And transforming communities. Uh, That is is God's call to us as a church is to transform people and communities wherever we go. That was what Christ did, right? When he left this planet, it was a different place for it. When you leave this earth, will your contribution to planet Earth be labeled transformation? That's the good question to ask ourselves. Are we leaving a deposit of changed lives? and this is one way we do it, by giving to something like Vision Builders. Uh, so I want to celebrate with you right now that this last year, we expect by the end of October, we will have raised 107,000 euros. 107,000 euros. Yeah. Amazing. You guys are champions. And so we felt like it, uh, it would be um, a good stretch for us to head toward 120,000 for this year. Um, I believe it's something we can even exceed. Uh, We are living in a time now where we have more excess in our Vision Builders fund to be able to give away. So we're giving more money away than we've ever given away before because in the past we've had to uh, accumulate a fund to purchase a building. There have been moments where we've had to invest in the the, uh, redevelopment of this building Uh, But now we're paying it off, uh, and now our our need to use Vision Builders' money to maintain this place is less, and so we're giving more money into uh, into mission mission projects in the community. Uh, So if we hit 120,000 this year, we'll be able to give away more than 40,000. Isn't that amazing? So uh, the great news is, on Friday night we had a Vision Builders night out where uh, we had a lot of fun, Uh, but uh, it was also a night to talk about what it is we do, and we had our architect here talking about the redevelopment of uh, this building, uh, and so on. So on that night, we had the guarantee of a minimum commitment of nearly 90,000 euros, nearly 90,000 euros, come on, that is exciting. It sort of means that the 120,000 target is now sounding a little bit low uh, because... Uh, no, we're good. Um, it's is a little bit low. So um, we're, I, I'm feeling like if we can raise 90,000 with a, a certain small proportion of our church on Friday night with all of our church together today, we should be able to double that number. Uh, so why not? Uh, if not you... Who, if not now, when? Uh, Plenty of reasons to do it. I'll give you eight in just a moment of why you should be involved. So I want to take you through the projects. Um, Oh, by the way, we raised just under 90, but the good news is uh, we had over 500 euros committed by our kids and our youth through through the market we did in the last week or two which pushed us up over 90,000, which is amazing. Uh, This is a church for all generations. As Louis said just now, it's uh, for all generations. So what we're going to do with it is this. First thing we will be doing with it is continuing to pay off this building. That's an important commitment we got. Uh, uh, In in addition to that, we have some administration costs that we'll be investing in the, the redevelopment of this property. So if you're not aware then in a year or so, this will be rebuilt with apartments above and it will be re, um, repurposed as the centre of the community. I'd rather call it that than a community centre. Because if I say community centre, you're all thinking of a Burt Centre, which is not what we'll be. Uh, we will be the centre of the community with activities happening in here all through the week. Uh, and our opportunity then to reach our community will increase. It's an exciting thing. In addition to that, i just got to make sure it's in the right order. Otherwise, uh, the screens will come up incorrectly. We will also be searching for, uh, for a building in Almira. Uh, we won't be able to buy it this year. But we're now in a position to be able to start saving toward that day. And so, therefore, we can start looking around, getting a feel for what would be the right type of uh, building or position in the city. Uh, we continue to invest in C3 Cares. Our Friday lunchtime outreach service and our love projects in Amsterdam and Almira. Uh, we'll continue to be supporting our churches in Edinburgh and Nairobi. I went online uh, this morning and, and joined in with our Nairobi service live. How cool is technology? Uh, it was just great to watch Pastor Garth preach away there. And, um, and we've been able to support uh, other church planning activities this year. We've given some money to a new startup. In Nijmegen, which is uh, a location started out of our church in Arnhem, we've been able to bless our church in The Hague for their fifth anniversary, Uh, and we've been able to bless our church in Malmo, Sweden, for their tenth anniversary, which is cool. So we'll continue to be investing in church planting, and what is wonderful is because you've given over and above this year, over and above what we expected, these things, some of these things we've done, we hadn't budgeted for, but been able to do because of your giving. So if you could surprise us today, uh, we will be able to do the same this year. You know, We make budgets and we plan carefully and we we give away wisely, but if there's more that comes in, we can then also be spontaneous to the needs that we see in our community and around Europe and elsewhere. Uh, We continue to support Compassion, which is an organization that aims to rescue children from poverty, Uh, and so we're supporting projects through them. And finally, and and really a very exciting addition to Vision Builders this year, is uh, our plan to put money aside for a future location. So we're already beginning to talk about and pray about where next. Uh, Where would God want us to be next? What community could we reach into around the wider Amsterdam area? And therefore, let's get some money aside so that once that gets going, we can get started easily. Some of that will go toward... Live streaming capability. We were live streaming our first service into Almira this morning so we could join up with them, be one church in many locations. Um, and to expand, we need our live streaming capability to improve. So we'll be investing in some technology to be able to do that and stream online as well. Good. All right. I want to give you eight reasons that you would want to give today. Eight reasons why you might want to engage in vision builders. And at the end of this, what we're going to do, we'll put buckets down here, and we're going to create a moment. And I find this moment is always very sacred. It's always very precious when people sacrifice for what God is doing. And and so we take it serious. It's not casual. If you're visiting us today, please, you're under no obligation to be involved. In fact, no one here is under any obligation to be involved. This is a voluntary thing. If you've not started tithing, I'd rather you start tithing today than get involved in Vision Builders. Because Vision Builders is over and above. It's a free will expression. Uh, uh, But I encourage you to engage because when you participate, you get so much more out of it. Okay, eight reasons why you might want to give. Are you ready for this? Eight reasons. Let me take you back to the first Vision Builders that there was in the year forty. In the year 40 in Judea, there was a famine and and the Jerusalem church that had been started by the first believers was suffering. It was uh, a lot of poverty because there was no food. And so Paul begins to stir the Gentile churches in in places like Corinth and Macedonia with this need and and, and he challenges them. Is there something you could do? Uh, Could could you help them out? And of course they did and, and it was normal. They, they grew up in a, Judea, uh, Judeo, um, a Judaic Christian um, uh, culture that was very, it was very important to them to be able to help out fellow believers, and particularly Jerusalem, because Jerusalem was the first church, and that was an inspirational church to them. And so Paul went to Corinth, and, and uh, they said, oh, we'll get involved. And then he went to Macedonia, and five churches in Macedonia said, we'll get involved, And we read this here in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 and 2. I want you to flick into 2 Corinthians 8 and chapter 9. We're going to go through chapter 8 and 9 in the next uh, 20 minutes. It says here, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy, and their extreme poverty welled up, welled up, that means they could not help it. It just, it just grew inside of them the de- desire to give generously. Why would you do that? I mean, these guys didn't have a lot. We're told that. It says they gave beyond their ability. Why, why would you be so generous in a moment where actually you could have done with some help yourself? What would motivate you to do that? What would move you? My question to you today, what would move you to be so generous? Now... I remember the first day, I remember the day I got saved. I remember an encounter I had with Jesus. I grew up in a church that was way more traditional than this and was not given to expressions of experience or any expression of anything joyful about Christianity. But I know that day I got saved was different for me. It was an experience I had. And then a few years later, I got filled with the Holy Spirit as I started coming to a church like this. And I began to get challenged and I grew and was discipled. And, and so I kept experiencing encounters in worship and in, in services, encounters with God. It's a, it's a shock to me that people around us, when, they, when, when you ask them, why don't you go to church, their answer would be, because I, want, I once went. That, that horrifies me, that the reason that they don't come to church is because they Went once. Now, obviously, it wasn't here. They came to. Because we're committed to ensuring that people will have an experience of God and not a judgment or a, or a, 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 a clinical experience or a, or a theological experience, but an experience of the divine himself, Jesus Christ. And so we're on a mission to make sure that people encounter him. That's what we do. We help people get transformed in an environment of change, that is, in the environment of the presence of God. And you've all had wonderful experiences that, um, that have proven to you why that works. So I had one just recently with Cool Blue, who delivered something to my house that I decided it then did not want, so we had to break the news to them that they had to take it back. And they did all of that, all these three, they sent three men to deliver this package. I've never had that many courier uh, people go out on one package before, one at two very most. They sent three smiley guys in light blue t-shirts, like this was their first, their first day on a mission, like they were so excited to be here. Oh, that'd be fine, we can do that for you. In fact, we'll be in the area for another hour if you change your mind. We'll be delighted to come back. And uh, what, what's going on here? We were setting up for a party. And uh, we said, oh, it's our 25th wedding anniversary, we're having a party, lots of food. That sounds wonderful. If you've got enough food left over, we'll be delighted to come back and help you eat it, was what they said. And so we went off having made three new friends. Two days later, I get a handwritten postcard from these three men going, I hope you had a wonderful party. Shame we didn't get the invite to come. uh, But I'm I'm hoping it was a wonderful experience for you. An experience. I will shop at Cool Blue again. You know that's the, it, now you all know that an experience will cause you to change your decisions on where you're going to shop and what you're going to buy, and it's an experience. It's, it's not someone going, "Ah, oh, these are these are the A, B, and C's of why you should buy this particular shirt." It's not going to win you over. It's going to be a, an experience, a trend, a, a, a feeling you get that's going to cause and move you to buy. How much more important when it comes to when it comes to being changed by God that it's an experience that it's an encounter and that's what we do that's why we give to vision builders because we're committed to people having their changed life to having a transformed life and so eight reasons how you can help help them get a transformed life and why you might want to give and first is this first is this others have given if you're thinking why should I give well others have done so when we started vision builders 14 years ago we had 120 people in our church we now have 700 people in our church in across four services and uh, uh, when we started there was 120 people that core 120 people 14 years ago is the reason we're in this building today it's the reason we've been able to influence the startup of eight different churches It's the reason we've been able to give away approximately 150,000 euros over the years to mission activities. It's because of those beginnings. Others have given. By the way, if we can get to here from there, the same proportion over the next 14 years would mean we would be 3,000 people. With the same desire, with the same passion that we began with, and that's my job with you To help us stay on fire for the right cause. So that we get to where God wants us to be. Others have given. There is no such thing as a free event. Did you know that? Come on. We put on a, you know, if we put on an event and we go, it's for gratis. It's not really for free. Someone sponsored it. Someone gave toward it. Someone has funded it. There's no such thing as a free seat. The seat you're sitting in today was paid by someone. Uh, It's it's not free. There's nothing free in life, actually. If someone gives you something and says it's for free, it's not for free. They paid for that. There is no such thing as free. Jesus has given you a free life. That was not free. It cost him his life. There is no such thing as free. We enjoy the experience of free. It's an experience. It's not a fact. It's, it's just an emotion. It's a, an expression. It's, it's actually technically not true. There is no such thing as free. So others gave so that we could enjoy the experience of freedom. And we're all inclusive, and that's why we don't talk about this every single Sunday, because I want you to feel like you come here for free. (laughs) But for you to have that experience, there's got to be a Sunday in the year where we go, this is going to cost a lot, 120,000 euros to be precise. (laughs) Others have given us a great reason to give. The second reason we want to give is the responsibility of being a pace setter. Everyone say pace setter. Two Corinthians eight seven and eight says this. But since you excel in everything in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. What he's saying to the church of Corinth is, this is you lead the way in so many areas. You lead the way in this and and, and this, in your love and your uh, expression of faith and you lead the way in so many areas, lead also in this area of giving. I want you to know that you're leading the way. As I said, you have effectively influenced the start of eight different churches, not just around the Netherlands, but elsewhere in Europe and beyond. Those churches are looking to us as pace setters. They're looking to us to set a trend, to go the distance. They, they enjoy the benefits of our generosity. There always has to be someone who leads the way, just in the, way, just in the same way uh, we have places we look to as a pace-setting activity. Uh, there's always someone who has to set the lead. Will that be us? I've determined it is us. I've determined that we will believe God to do the incredible in and through us, so that not just for our benefit, not even just for the community's benefit, but because I know others are looking to us. Other churches are looking to us. Other people are looking to us. The community is looking to us. On Friday night, we had people here from the community. One of those was our architect, and uh, they're they're not living technically in our community, but I mean, they are people that we are rubbing shoulders with and working with. That's our community. Uh, And... They are looking to us. Their comments about what we're doing was was heartening to hear. It was encouraging to hear. What you're doing is unique. What you're doing, the community needs. These are the expressions that they would say to us. They're looking to us to pace-set the future. Did you know that? That people are looking to you. Every Friday, we have people coming into this building who, who, who don't have enough to live on. They're looking to you. To set a pace. That's the reason we give. The third reason we give is the example of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. I'll stop saying 2 Corinthians 8. It's all in there. Verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. I'll tell you what, if there's anything that stirs my heart to give more it's knowing that, that Jesus set the example. He gave us everything. He's given you forgiveness. He's given us life. He's given us freedom. He's given us hope. He, he's laid down his life. His father didn't have to bribe him or force him. He did it willingly. He did it because he wanted to. And so when I look into the eyes of Jesus, it inspires me to want to give more. I got to be honest with you. I don't know how often he really speaks to me about my giving amounts. He speaks to me a lot about my giving. But I reckon he's watching us more for us to make a decision because he's trying to mark our character. He's trying to mark where we're at. You know, there's one thing to be told what to do. It's another thing to willingly, as he did, lay down his life to willingly want to. It's a different dynamic. I've got two sons and... uh, uh, actually they're, they're pretty good at sharing we've, we've taught them well haven't we uh, but you know if you've got children you know it's not always well in the house, one of them has got a chocolate bar and suddenly the other one wants the chocolate
2: I want some too dad
1: always says you should share give me half and, uh, and so the other kids go no but I bought it it's mine, it's from my pocket money I'm not giving you any And then, and then dad nudges them and and goes, look, Johnny, it's, um, you know, you know, it really is very kind to share your chocolate. You really should give some to your brother, shouldn't you? Oh, all right, then. Breaks off the smaller half, gives it to his brother. Enjoy that. Now, that's, that's one response. That's like Jesus coming to us and going, oh, oh, you know, I really would love you to give this certain amount in the Vision Builders. And you go, I don't want to. Oh, all right, then I will. And now that's good. That's good because it's obedience. And, and it's good for a child to be obedient to a parent. And it's good for us to be obedient to God. But how much better if your child, unknown to you that you were watching, had the chocolate bar and said, hey, Bro, would you like half? Here's half. Oh, I didn't break it in half. Have the bigger share. Here you go. And you're sort of peering behind the door watching going, that is so cool. What do you want to do as the parent? You want to get another chocolate bar out of your back pocket and give it to that kid. That would be your natural desire. Because you've seen them rise to do the big thing. The big person behavior, the big attitude. I want you today to have a big attitude and decide for yourself, I'm going to give big. Not because God has to nudge me, not because my pastor is nudging me. Uh, I would rather you didn't if it took that. I would rather you give because you're wanting to. Because Jesus set the example. How good is Jesus? Come on, why don't we give Jesus a hand right here? That's awesome. The fourth reason is the integrity of promise. The integrity of promise, verse 10, says this, And here is my judgment about what is best for you in this matter. Last year you were the first not only to give but also to have the desire to do so. Now finish the work so that your eager willingness to do it may be matched by your completion of it according to your means. Okay, what is he saying? Uh, what had happened was Corinth, the church of Corinth had said they would give. So Paul had now gone up to Macedonia and said, well, the Corinthian church is giving. What will you do? The Macedonians went, well, we're giving. They got the money out of their pockets and gave everything they could. And In fact, the Bible tells us more than they were able. And then he had the uh, need to then go back to the Corinthian church going, guys, I'm a little embarrassed here because the Macedonian churches have already given and I've not received anything from you yet, and yet you promised. Here's a little thought for you. I wonder if some people sometimes have a problem with believing that God will fulfill his promise because they have a problem fulfilling their own promises. You see, you will always filter how you see other people through your own worldview or your own actions. Uh, if you're always late, you'll assume it's okay for everybody else to be late, you know, it's it's just how it goes and uh, we filter if we want to be like him, we need to be integrous. We need to be true to and committed to our commitments. We fulfill whatever it costs us. And there have been moments, I'll tell you, where Lisbon, and I have struggled to fulfill our commitment. But we'll do whatever it takes to make sure we fulfill our commitments. Do you know, Jesus will always fulfill his promise. He will never let you down on any promise he's ever made to you he is true he is he can be guaranteed and and if you want to be like him that's the nature we should have too So there's any reason we should give it's to learn to grow to be like him and the fifth reason is this the power of your story verse 2 in chapter 9 says for I know your eagerness to help and I have been boasting about it to the Macedonians telling them that since last year you in Achaia were ready to give And your enthusiasm has stirred most of them to action, not IKEA. (laughs) IKEA. Their story, the story of the Corinthians, has stirred the Macedonians to action. I don't know about you. I never want to be on the outside of a story. I want to be in the story. I hate hearing people's stories unless I'm part of it. You know, you want to be in the action. I'm inviting you today to get into the action of the incredible story of God that's unfolding through this church, The incredible reach and impact this church is making, touching so many lives, transforming so many people, reaching so many communities. Do you want to be part of this story? When I hear about what others are doing, like... Like Aya Christina, she says this, you read it in the brochure, she says, Every year I try to stretch and believe for the impossible, have faith that through my seed God can do great and mighty things in my life and the lives of the people around me. I felt God asked me last year to double what I gave the year before, and on top of that also give an extra five hundred Euros. Amazing. Amazing. When I hear stories like that, I go, Man, I need to give more. I need to go further. We get inspired by stories. The power of story. What is the power of your story? Why don't you begin the process of journeying with us and go, I want a story. (laughs) I want a story. I don't want to live through I, a story. I want a story of what God can do through me. And so the sixth reason is the law of giving. There are laws to giving. It says it in verse 6. Of chapter 9 remember this whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously what you sow is what you reap the amount you sow is the amount you reap who sows is who reaps i can sow but you're not going to (laughs) reap i'm going to (laughs) reap and i will reap in proportion to how much i sow the more i give the more i will receive Uh, simple little equation and it works in every area of life give away time you'll receive time we live in a poor time poor society but you will not get more time by holding time to yourself as you give it away to others you will find it will multiply to you i don't know how that works it's the laws of the universe it's beyond me it's the mystery of god but it works if i plant a seed in my garden i expect a return if I plant a seed, I expect the return to look like the picture on the packet. I've told you what the picture looks like. It looks like us starting another location. It looks like us having enough money to give away more than 40,000 euros this year. It looks like us being able to help more churches get planted. It looks like us being helped helping those who are less fortunate than us in our immediate community in South East. It looks like so many things. We painted the picture. That's the fruit of the seed planted. If you plant an apple seed... What are you going to get? Apples. apples. The question isn't how many seeds are there in the apple. That's an easy one—eight to ten. The question is how many apples are in the seed. Yeah. You plant a seed, you get a tree, and on average, one tree each season bears about a hundred, uh, about a thousand apples. One seed, thousand apples. Get this: you plant the ten seeds in each of those one thousand apples, you will be. You will reap, one seed will reap a harvest of 10 million because they will all be planted at trees which also have a thousand. One million, uh, sorry, 10 million apples. 10 million apples from one seed just through one reiteration, one uh, regeneration of seed planting. Amazing. What an incredible thought here today of what might happen through the planting of your seed. Paul makes it clear, money is not just money, it's seed. And if you eat all your seed, you'll have nothing for tomorrow. You need to eat some of it. <laughs> You're not, you, don't, you don't starve, don't go without a house. But if, if you eat all your seed and don't plant it, you'll have no seed for tomorrow. And the fifth or sixth, seventh, seventh reason is, is this, uh, which is closely associated, and that is you need future seed, and it's supplied by God. Your seed is supplied. Verse 10, now he who supplies seed to the sower... If you sow, you'll have more seed for tomorrow. God will get money to you if He knows He can get it through you. You're not here to acquire money. You're here to be a vessel of money. You're here as His channel. And we have needs and we have necessities and there's things we need to be sensible with, investing for the future. But our primary purpose on planet Earth is to be channels of the purpose of God. And that is therefore to be wise stewards of what he gives us so that some of it can flow through us. And the more he knows he can freely flow through you, the more he's going to want to give it to you. Of course. If I've got two kids and one is is begrudgingly sharing his chocolate and the other is willingly sharing his chocolate, who am I going to give chocolate to? (laughs) And finally... We do it for the glory of God. Verse 11, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity, listen to this, will result in thanksgiving to God. Your generosity results in thanksgiving to God. That We do it for the glory of God. We, we give because we want God to be made famous. We give because we want his name to be praised. We give because we want people not to notice us, but I notice Him working through us. That's why we give. So as we give, I want us to give with that desire. Give excellently. Have you ever been paid less than you're worth? Have you ever had a friend come over bringing you half a pizza or a bottle of wine already open? I brought some wine. Sorry, it's half drunk. It's not a blessing, is it? It's like, in fact that feels worse than you coming with nothing <laughs> no we don't we come with the pizza still steaming and it's hot and untouched we come with a the bottle of wine it's the best wine and it's, it's untouched and ready to share we give him the best we want to give him something that causes him to go glory to God <laughs> we want to give something that causes the angels to go my gosh look at these people glory glory to God and just before you start thinking, well, I can't afford to give that size or that amount of money, because you might be thinking of a figure which you think God would go, wow, glory to God. Let me emphasize it's not about equal giving, it's about equal involvement. See to, Lisbon and I have given 40, nearly 14,000 euros in the last three years, and some of you could give that in just one offering. You—that's a measure of of your ability to be generous to another. That fourteen thousand is fourteen hundred. To another, that's one hundred and forty. It's, it's all the same. If it's if it's a stretch, if it's if it's done with excellence, if it's done knowing that's what you can do. It's not about equal amounts. It's about us all going. Come on, let's sacrifice together. Let's all do what we can do so that the transformation of our communities can happen through us i'm asking you church to get on board a purpose where we want to see every person transformed in christ and empowered for purpose i'm going to ask vilkova invite to come up and he's the team leader of our vision builders ambassadors who really champion the cause of what we're doing and he's going to talk you through the pledge card
0: thank you thank you so on your chair, you found a, a beautiful brochure and in the brochure, there was also the pledge card. Uh, I will take a few minutes just to explain the pledge card, even though it's quite simple. Uh, under one, you just put the amount, the total amount you're about to pledge. So that's the full amount. And you see some examples on the screen as well. Then under point two, you can uh, tell us how you want to, um, how you want to give this, mu- this amount of money. So when you take the, the above one, the monthly, um, then it's divided by 12 and every month, that's the amount. Or you can do a once-off. Just to make it clear, there are two boxes, a bigger box and a smaller box. If you put the bigger box, that's for the automati- automatic collection. So you give the church permission for a monthly or a once-off uh, collection. If you put the smaller one, then it's you who will be the one transferring that amount or monthly transferring that amount so then you go to the bigger part, the number 3 and that's where you put your details and important is that you put the full IBAN number, so that's the 16 positions of your bank account number so that's necessary for the church to uh, especially when you have ticked the automatic collection also include your signature because that's the official permission for the church
1: thanks thanks okay. So I'm going to give you some time just to think about what you'd like to do. As I said, it's not, um, it's not a compulsory thing. It's, uh, we're just inviting you to become a vision builder. We think it matters. We think it's making a difference. We think it's changing lives. Otherwise, we wouldn't speak so clearly about it. And do this for, this is our 15th year we've been doing this means so much to so many people and we're on the edge of a new day when this building gets redeveloped and if you're not aware then we'll be uh, building apartments above this building and we'll have a profit share in that, it's not really a profit but a, an injection into a fund that may, enable us to be able to be even more generous to give away even more and to uh, start targeting a a building in, in Elmira and future buildings and locations we go to. And I feel more than ever before the responsibility that because God has given us so much and, and there have not been days like this. <laughs> there have been days in our past where we've lived one day to the next. Sometimes not sure where the, where the money's going to come from for the bills we need to pay. We're in a different season right now. And, but with much comes much responsibility and I feel the responsibility on us to do everything we can to be a blessing whenever we can, wherever we can, to help wherever we can, to make a difference and leave a legacy I love to put it like this, to leave our footprints in the sand of history when we're all long gone I want people to look back in the history books and go who are those footprints in those in the sand on that beach of well, that was the footprints of C3 Church, Amsterdam. Look. Wow, look where they're going. They've gone to Nairobi. That was a long walk. They've come to Edinburgh. <laughs> look at all those thousands of people who have found Christ as a result of where those footprints have gone to. So you may, you may be here with a husband or wife, and I, I encourage you to talk about it. Make a decision that's united. Maybe this is all too new to you to dive in today. That's fine. Or it may be you're needing to go home and consider it more. That's fine. It's not a problem. Maybe you're going, I- I'm not in today. Into this. That's fine. But let's at least take it seriously and give it the thought it deserves. Let's rise to the challenge i know you're going to get blessed do you know it's um this is a moment of responsibility more than the miraculous we take up an offering in may june each year that we call a miracle offering because i sincerely believe that giving can unlock miracles and whilst we don't do that do this for that reason i i know that some of you have had miracles unlocked because of giving so generously into this and i have had one or two one particularly extraordinary miracle we've had things unlock that got stuck because of an act of faith and I know that's going to happen today too let's not underestimate the power of what God can do when his people sacrifice so can we stand to our feet here right now, I know some of you may still be filling it out some of you may not be participating today but I want us all to stand to our feet and, and uh, at least engage with this moment because what's about to happen is, is sacred and in just a moment Lisbon and I are going to pray for you and believe God for an extraordinary year for all of us and so uh, I'm going to ask if you're ready if you're ready to come and give just to start coming down to the front and place your commitments into the buckets here at the front and if you're not ready that's fine just take your time take your time we've got several more minutes, we've got a song we've got after church, we've got next week, you can participate next week, you can participate any week in the year awesome, we've got the the kids coming in too because they've contributed as I said earlier they raised over 500 euros and there it goes beautiful train your children in the way they should go and they'll grow up not departing from it isn't that beautiful (laughs) teach them to give now and they'll be giving as they get older maybe they'll be giving to you as their parents (laughs) wonderful we're going to pray we will leave these buckets for a few moments after the service here as well, in case you're still thinking about it and it's not too late. This wonderful one, come on forward, it's fine. Even as we're praying, if you're still, I don't see. I don't want to rush anyone. I know. Uh, I usually take two or three weeks thinking this process through. I have the advantage because I'm preparing for the event. Some of you, this may be the first time you've heard about it, so I get it if you're still thinking it through. <clears throat> Let's pray together. Holy Spirit breathe today on us your church let the wind of your spirit breathe on the fire on the embers of the coals in our lives that are passionate to serve you and see your purpose fulfilled in and through us breathe on us today we lay our hearts and lives before you as if on an altar we give our lives to you and I pray that the sacrifices we make today would achieve more than we could ever have imagined. I pray it would unlock doors in places we could not have thought it would have unlocked. It would unlock the possibility of churches and cities that we'd have only just begun to think about. I pray it would unlock opportunities with the local government and other organizations in this area and in our I pray it would unlock the doors of hundreds of people's hearts. Father, we pray for nothing short of revival in our nation. God, we want to see all 17 million people of the Netherlands reached for Christ. It would be a horror for us to see any of them go to hell. And we we want to see every single person having that experience of Jesus, that encounter with the life-transforming power of God. Lord, I pray you continue to use us and let the story of this church continue to unfold from generation to generation. We will not stop. Seeking that every person will be transformed in Christ and power for purpose. We pray your hand of favor right now on every one of us as we give in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Come on, why don't we give Jesus a thank you right now. For all He's done for us. For all He's given for us. Amazing. Beautiful. Beautiful. We're going to sing right now. And I want us to worship in a way that is like we hadn't earlier. And earlier was amazing. But I I want us to so worship knowing He is King. That there is no other. I want us to use this as a moment of dedication. You've given, many of you have given. Why don't we now give Him our hearts? Why don't we now surrender our lives once again? for me, this is a daily process. I go, God, here I am. I'm amazed you use me, but here I am. Take me. Come on, let's worship him right now.
2: Beautiful. What the king would take off his crown. What the king would give up his throne. What the king would hang on a cross and lay down his life for love. What out king has risen from death What out king has conquered the grave?
1: to put their hand on their heart right now I want to pray for you I find sometimes it's, it's it's important for us to do something that connects our heart to what we're doing and every time I place my hand on my on my heart I feel like it's a moment of devotion right here is a moment of devotion it's a moment of commitment of surrender and so Lord I pray that today you would awaken something fresh in us to the cause and the purpose of why we're here. To go into all the world and make disciples. Uh, and just while your hand is resting there, I want to I ask you this question. Maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life or Or maybe you have, but you've been away from Him. Or maybe your story's like mine, where you grew up in a more traditional church and and trying to be a follower of Jesus wasn't really a very personal experience. Today, you want to make it personal. You know you need Him to draw close. Wherever you are on this journey, whatever stage you're at, whether you need to invite Him in for the first time or recommit your life to Him, or just be sure you're going to heaven, I want to pray for you right now and ask us all to say this prayer together dear God I thank you for Jesus I thank you that he died for me I ask that you would forgive me I turn away from my past and I give you my life come and live in me fill me with your Holy Spirit give me the power to follow you I thank you That today I am saved. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.